Welcome, it's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richard, good to be with you. We got a lot on the agenda today. Breaking down news of the day, none other than Morgan Harper, US Senate candidate, Democrat out of Ohio, all right? And commentator Young Voices, Sarah Montalbano will be my debate guest. We're gonna talk about Sarah Palin running for the US Congress. They have thawed out the ice queen. For a time <laughs> such as this should be interesting. Top story of the day, university professor. Remember the university professor that I talked about this week that pissed me off because I'm a fellow university professor? Well, Georgia State University, one of their professors decided to call the police on two students because those students were two minutes late. The teacher left the class came back with the police, ridiculous. We have an update to that story, that educator has been removed. Let me remind you of the commentary that went viral, here it is. Two black students had the police called on them today at Georgia State's perimeter campus in Newton County for being two minutes late to class. You heard me correctly, two minutes late to class and they had the police called on them. When the professor then asked them to leave, Taylor responded and said, we paid to be here. The professor, Carissa Gray, then responded, okay, and left the room. When she returned, she returned with two armed police officers. Ridiculous, right? I've been a professor since 2016. I've never called the police on any of my students. I do have students that are tardy. Let me let you in on a secret. I don't even mark them tardy, okay? They're adults, all right? I don't mark them tardy. Uh, don't need to, if they get the information, they pay to be there. I look at education like this, you have paid to dine in a buffet, a good buffet, not a cheap kind, a high quality buffet. You get access because of that. If you choose to come and only get a few items off of that buffet, well that's on you. It will reflect in your consumption. But if you decide to maximize it, take full advantage of it, you can do that as well. But you pay to be there. The business model of education is simple. Students pay for the school to provide a product and the product is known as higher education. Now obviously this was an insane response. The students clearly said the truth, we pay to be here. That educator decided to leave the classroom, get the police, bring a gun to a situation which could have ended in significant disaster. And she thought this was appropriate. Well, according to students that I've spoken with on the campus of Georgia State University, and yes, I know students there. Yes, I know professors there. Many of, the, many of them asked me not to do this segment. Obviously, I did not listen to them. But students there say that they do this all the time. That professors are calling campus police all the time. And I will say this about Georgia State University police. I live in Atlanta where the college is located. If you get pulled over by a GSU cop, they swear that they are the FBI, okay? It's ridiculous. All right, here's some background. Georgia State University professor has been removed from teaching classes on campus after she called school police last week on two students who arrived late to class, officials said Monday. Now I see some of the commentary on social media about, well, why is it a big deal that campus security came? Georgia State University, they have an accredited police department. It is not campus security. It is actually the police. 
post certified, meaning they have arrest authority in the state of Georgia and they have weapons, okay? Guns and stuff. All right. One Twitter user said, it's one thing to be strict as a professor. It's an entirely different thing to be so quick to get the police involved. When you yourself are black and know how they can act toward black people. And there's another highlight, the professor is black as well, okay? The president of the college is a black male. I've heard great things about his leadership. In this case, the action was swift. So big ups to the leadership for making a decision quickly. There's more, Carissa Gray is the name of the professor and associate English professor will not teach any of her classes in person this semester on Georgia State's Newton County campus. The university's vice president for communications, Andrea Jones told the AJC Atlanta Journal Constitution on Monday, Professor Gray will teach one class virtually. She was removed from teaching the in-person classes so students could finish the semester with minimal disruption. The two students asked to stay in Gray's class last Wednesday after arriving a few minutes late. Professor Gray left the classroom and called campus police who returned with her, university officials said. The two students met Monday with the university's interim provost and interim police chief, Jones said. The English department chair and a student life representative met with the class, Jones added. The discussions were productive, Jones said. Georgia State has more than 52,000 students, the largest enrollment of any college or university statewide. And out of that 52,000, a significant number of students are black. In academia, we kind of joke with each other and we call Georgia State University a de facto HBCU. That's how many black people attend the university, all right? So we have some movement here. Um, Obviously, this action was extreme, lack sensitivity. Uh, and the administration will still have much to answer for, for because according to the students, there's a culture that permeates on that campus where professors feel as if to handle black students, you must call the police. Well, that is a problem with me. I am a diehard student advocate. Whole lot of people at my college that I teach at don't like me. I'm okay with that. I will always advocate for students. All right, Madam, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see that there was accountability and that the leadership took swift action. I know, I mean, I'm not that familiar with the Georgia State system, but it sounds like this is a satellite campus. I've heard from a lot yeah. of students at satellite campuses and some of our universities in Ohio that they don't always feel like they're getting the same level of resources, treatment, that you don't right. have the same kind of learning environment. And so, you know, as we as we hear, because I'm running for federal offices, we hear at the federal level that we need to be prioritizing training, educational opportunities for people and young people. We need to make sure that we are creating learning environments that meet folks at all levels of education that they're seeking in all places and geographies. So yeah, there needs to be some reflection here on what kind of learning environments are we creating and the police don't really need to have a role in that and being late to class is not a crime the last time I checked. That's right, and Morgan, most colleges do not have the police and teachers are able to teach, professors are able to lecture. And people have to remember this and I say this to anyone who's in education, you can't teach them if they're not there. And if you are called to teach, that is your primary obligation. I am glad that at least they are in the classroom. Another story, you may have seen this, the cops shoot a black man 
who was a hero. He disarmed the bad man, okay? He disarms the bad man and cops come in and they shoot the good guy. Let's put up a picture of Mr. Quan Green. This is such a sad story. This is a man in California. He was at a California restaurant. He just disarmed a gunman after a scuffle. He was shot by the police while his back was turned. He was shot multiple times by a San Jose officer. Quan Green and his friends were eating at La Victoria in San Jose. March 27th is when this happened. A man came in, threatened everybody. His attorney, Adante Pointer, said, the man left the restaurant and returned with two others, and a spat ensued, right? Let's put up a picture of the altercation, okay? Now you see, that's an altercation, right? One of the other men pulled out a gun, according to multiple reports. Green's attorney said his client was defending himself and tried to take the gun away during the incident. You see that clearly, all right? Green, who is a community football player, tried to shield everyone from further disaster and is hailing him a hero, okay? At one point, the clip fell out of the gun. The attorney said Green put the clip back in, but he never pointed it at anyone. So what you see here is a young man who sprang into action to defend himself and others and was backing away creating space between he and the gunman who was trying to take the gun back from him, trying to deescalate the situation. So let's show another picture. This is Green backing away. He's the hero, he's protected people, he has disarmed the bad guy. Green was backing out of the restaurant away from the fight. One police already about 800 feet away responding to a homicide opened fire on him, the 20 year old. The 20 year old was shot multiple times in the abdomen, the leg and arm. The attorney said his client did not even know that the police were on the scene. And they planned to file a civil suit against the department. The police never gave any orders, check this out, okay? The police never gave any orders until he got to the door. No one knew the police were outside. He was a peacemaker, Pointer said. He was backing out the door and at the time the police said drop the gun and not even two seconds later, he was shot. He was never given the time to recognize the police. He was never given the time to drop the gun and he was the hero. Put up the picture of this hero again. See, this is what happens when you are a black hero in America. That man risked his life, sprang into action, stopped others from being injured or killed. Police arrive, they're not even present for that situation. They don't know, they just see what? Black man with gun must die. He's fighting for his life, he's still alive. Uh, they tried to kill him. As many bullets as they put in his body, it's a miracle that he is living, okay? 
Um, San Jose Police Chief, let's put up his picture. That's Chief Anthony Mata said the officer was uh, the officer who fired his weapon has four years of experience and was placed on routine administrative leave. Uh, we're going to continue to follow this story. Uh, now, here's the reality of it. Okay, it's clear that the brother who was shot multiple times was not trying to kill a cop. He was not trying to harm anyone else. He was the hero who just disarmed a bad guy, right? Which means everything in the narrative that says the cops decided to shoot first basically and ask questions never is true. Now here's what has to happen. Because if this doesn't happen, people will continue to distrust the police and generally not like the police. You see, there are bad actors in every profession. There are corrupt individuals in every industry. There are negligent people in every job. But when that happens, people get fired and arrested, okay? In this situation, there is no way in the hell you can tell me this cop should not be fired and arrested. It's called gross negligence, okay? Negligent murder, negligent homicide, involuntary manslaughter. I don't give a damn which one you use. You have a plethora of opportunity here to create the trust equity needed so that communities and cops can actually have a common sense conversation. Now let's stop all this off the record stuff. Because police officers will tell you off the record, oh, that's jacked up. That's messed up what happened. That was wrong for what that cop did. But if you all are not willing to stand up and speak out now, whatever judgment you get because of the bad cops that exist among you, you deserve it. You deserve that judgment because you refused to speak out against it. All right, thoughts. Yeah, I mean, first, I'm just I'm glad that he's okay and and hopefully he does recover because I mean, this is it's so difficult to even hear the story. And and I agree with you. I mean, what you're getting at is accountability. Yeah. When we make mistakes, we have accountability for our mistakes, and there shouldn't be anybody that's above that. And this is one of the things when we're talking about policy, because you know, I'm always going to try to take it to policy, ending qualified immunity, for example. This needs to be on the table when we're talking about really being honest and serious about what it's going to take to make sure that we're restoring trust in this profession, in these institutions. And yeah, we, we need to be real. And I find, you know, a lot of, I agree with you. I think there are a lot of law enforcement officers that agree. Whether or not you're willing to then speak publicly about that, that's a different thing. But we need more people who are gonna put themselves out there so that we can get to a better future here where we're safe, where people are protected, where when you're doing the right thing, then you're not punished with bullets into you. I mean, this is, this yeah. is ridiculous. That's right. Let me tell you something else, Morgan, that's ridiculous. Uh, Tennessee Republican lawmakers, they want to basically eliminate the age requirement for marriage. And there's a reason why they want to do this. First of all, because they are perverts, number one, but they're trying to cover something up. Let me give you this, I'll put up his picture full throttle, all right? Tennessee Republicans have proposed a new bill to eliminate the age requirement for marriage and possibly open the door for a cover up for a sexual child abuse incident. That guy that you're looking at, his name is Tom Leatherwood. Tom is a Republican out of Arlington, okay? Leatherwood said the law being considered would add 
a new marriage option for those in Tennessee. Yeah, it's called pedophilia marriage, right? You're right, lawmaker, it would add a new category. According to this lawmaker, he says, and I quote, so all this bill does is give an alternative form of marriage to those pastors and other individuals who have a conscientious objection to the current pathway marriage in our law. But missing from the bill are age requirements, opening the door for possible child marriages, something the bill sponsor absolutely acknowledged during the Children and Family Affairs Subcommittee. Leatherwood said, and I quote, there is not an explicit age limit. Isn't that something? Hmm? It gets deeper. Representative Mike Stewart, a Democrat out of Nashville, who sits on the subcommittee the bill passed out of, said he doesn't understand the motivation. <laughs> you don't? You don't understand the motivation here, Mike? I don't think any normal person thinks we shouldn't have an age requirement for marriage. Put up Bill's picture again, put up Leatherwood, Tom Leatherwood's picture again, the sponsor of the bill. Okay, I'm gonna help you out here, Representative Mike Stewart. You see that guy, your colleague, he's not normal. All right, I hope that helps you, cuz you seem to be confused here. That guy is not normal, him, not normal. All right, so his colleague says, I don't think any normal person thinks we shouldn't have an age requirement for marriage. He added it could open the possibility to cover up sex, child sex abuse. It should not be there as it's basically a get out of jail free card for people who are basically committing statutory rape. I mean, it's completely ridiculous. So that's the another reason why this terrible bill should be eliminated, Stewart said. Put up the picture of Representative Tom Leatherwood. That's what Tom wants. He just can't come out and say it. But that's what he wants to do. And there's a reason he wants to do it. There's a motivation, okay? Under the current Tennessee law, you can get married as young as 17 with parental consent. That's not enough of these guys, okay? They wanna eliminate all of that. This is not the only recent story related to the GOP and child marriage. Let's put up a picture of this other guy, all right? Wyoming State Senate. Anthony Bouchard, when he was 18, fathered a child with a 14 year old girl and then married her. The marital privilege law meant she could never be called to testify against him. After the statute of limitations ran on the statutory rape felony, the senator divorced his young wife. She would later commit suicide. He's currently running against Representative Liz Cheney. But these these SOBs are so so damn sick. That's sick, right? You and I can agree. A lot of conservatives will watch this. What do we post it on Facebook, watch and YouTube? Let's not politicize this, okay? These are sick ass people. And they're making laws to protect their sickness, their corruption, their deceit, their perversion. 
And if you support them, realize what you are supporting. Not just the red meat they throw in front of you, Dr. Fauci bad, Kyle Rittenhouse hero. No, 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 that's not what you're supporting. Put up the picture of the senator again. You're supporting that guy who caused a child to kill herself. And you're supporting this clown who decided to propose a law to eliminate the age for marriage. Okay. All right, where's the outrage? Where's the outrage from the Republican leadership? Is it coming, Morgan? No, I don't think so. I think we know pretty clearly. I mean, at this point, the GOP is not about following the law, it's about rewriting the law to protect themselves, as you said. And then, even worse, I mean, they are really trying to implement a vision for this country where women, black people, all sorts of people have no rights and no freedom. That's what this is about. And so we need to be really honest about that. And and speaking of, I mean, just the risks here with this type of policy, level of child trafficking, sex trafficking that is happening yep. all over the country. And very interesting when speaking about outrage, who were these people outraged about? A very qualified black woman trying to get into the Supreme Court and trying to claim she's about protecting pedophilia? Get serious, get serious. I mean, this is what this is what they are proactively trying to do. No member of the GOP is saying anything about it. And any Democrat who is confused about where we stand right now in the very abnormal times we are living in probably needs to reconsider their representation as well. Very well said. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. Welcome back, we still got a lot of show left. Let me read some of these comments. Before I get to the comments, I gotta remind everybody about my big homie. Jared Jackson, the watch list, okay, big deal, great show. Subscribe on youtube.com forward slash watch list TYT. Follow and like on facebook.com forward slash watch list TYT. Watch live weekdays, 12 p.m. Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific time. Find out the stories you should be paying attention to in news, politics, culture, current events, sports, and more. Don't forget Canvas 2022, the midterm elections fast approaching. Mainstream media will not cover progressive voices the way they should because the TYT audience is strong. We can make a difference here, all right? So help us help the world. We've done it before. Let's keep doing it. Find out how to get involved at TYT.com forward slash canvas 2022. TYT.com forward slash canvas 2022. All right, we got a new series. TYT is excited to announce the partnership with the Institute on Race, Power, and Political Economy at the New School. A brand new lecture series is coming to tyt.com called Visions of a Post Neoliberal Future with expert leaders, policymakers, journalists, and activists as your professor. You'll learn how you can help build a future economic system that is inclusive, engaging, equal, and most importantly, progressive. Episodes one and two are already available and they're hot, 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 tyt.com. Episode three will come out on Friday, okay? That's um, April 8th. I wish a Karen would. You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're gonna feel great, back off! I'm gonna tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. I'm for a single sandwich and I'm about to miss a flight. So I'd appreciate it if you could put a happy respect. 
Doesn't take that long to put egg and bread together. So again, you don't want to make sandwiches. There's hundreds of billions of places for it. Why the f you giving it away and trying it out? I pay for it. That sounds even stupider. That one nice? Thank you. Let's put up this Karen's picture full mass, okay? The Karenicity in this one runs deep. Because of her actions, she's late for her flight, right? And she feels as if she can talk to this employee in a very negative and disrespectful tone. According to the narrative, literally that was the only person working at that time doing the best she can. But this Karen is a special kind of Karen. This is the kind of Karen who wants you to feel the pressure of her bad decisions. Ma'am, if you're running that damn late for your flight, why are you trying to get a ham and cheese sandwich anyway? Or whatever the hell you are ordering. You are making poor life decisions here, Karen, okay? You are already late and in your lateness, you decide to get a sandwich. They have food at the airport. You even get served on the airplane. All right, uh, once again, we highlight these Karens at Indisputable because we are a mirror. We provide reflection as well as an opportunity at correction. Uh, we support those that work in the food industry, service industries, etc. We support you and let you know you have a chorus of supporters that are thankful for what you do every day. All right, Morgan, thoughts on this? As usual, I mean, what I find kind of funny about is like she's got the mask on, being careful about her health, but then it's just gonna spew just hate <laughs> at this poor employee. It's like, woman, decide what are your priorities here? Are you actually trying to protect people? Or are you gonna try to be evil to people? Make yeah. a decision, okay? There you go. Um, very sad story, and there's a lot of opinion about this, okay? Um, a young woman at an apartment gets evicted, there's an eviction notice. Police are coming in to evict her. Um, she has a knife, um, she gets shot, all right? Here's the video. What is it? Hi. What is it? Are you Yanli? Uh, yes. Okay, here's a notice to evict. Okay. What? Notice for, put the knife down right now or I'm gonna f Put your knife down. Put the I'm knife down. Put the knife down right now. Put the knife down right now. Put the gun down, ma'am. I'm gonna no, shoot I'm you. Put the I'm gun down. Put the gun down or I will shoot you. Run a gun point with a knife. Put, put the gun down right now. Put the gun down right now. Drop the knife, ma'am. You will get shot if you come at me with that knife. Uh, I will sorry. shoot you. I'm not afraid. Why is your badger? You will be shot. Do you understand? Where that? is your badger? Ma'am, drop the knife. You have not even shot your badger. Don't. And you're poor, guys. You're a fake police officer. I am here. not a fake police it's officer. Funny, drop, drop the knife. Drop the. Hey, this is the sheriff's colonel with the San Diego Police Department. We're both here. I need you to put the knife down and open the door. Yeah, 
We're not intruders, we're the police. Come on, your hands up. They killed her, she's dead, okay? This will be deemed a lawful shooting. But Dick Gregory said something to me really profound before he passed. He said, be careful to not simply believe what's legal is always what's right, okay? The woman's name is Yan Lee. We're not sure if she was going through a mental health crisis. We're not sure if she really believed that the officer was a fake officer. We do know the officer was in plain clothes when serving that notice to evict. Notice to evict, okay? Notice to evict. All right. Um, let's put up one of the screenshots so you can clearly see. Okay, sheriff officials on March 11th released this footage of deputies and a police officer shooting and killing a woman inside of a little Italy condo complex after she stabbed a police officer during the service of an eviction notice. Okay, the heavily edited video was released by the department to depict more of the March 3rd incident. What you're looking at is the steal from the body camera footage of officer Rahilio Medina, of the moment he and three sheriff's deputies fatally shot the 47-year-old Yan Lee after she stabbed one of them. The less lethal rounds beanbags officers were armed with when entering her condo appeared to be ineffective. None of the videos released clearly show the stabbing, but after Lee is shot, an officer can be heard saying that he had in fact been stabbed, okay? Um, let's put up that picture, we have that one, there it is. Police also do not and will not identify the officer who was stabbed. They have refused to do so. Uh, he was, however, treated at UC San Diego Medical Center, according to the report it released that same day. It's possible, based on the audio, that it was a uh, uh, that it was Deputy Jason Bunch who was the first deputy on the scene who was stabbed. That's a possibility. We have not independently confirmed that. Police identified the four lawmen who opened fire as. Sheriff Sergeant Daniel Nickel, Deputies Javier Medina and David Williams, and Police Officer Rahilio Medina. Each has worked for their respective department between 13 to 29 years. And because the San Diego County Sheriff's Department removed images from their Facebook page and left one photo of a piece of chocolate cake, we present to you the Sheriff William D. Gore on the left and Chief David. Nestlet on the right, okay? Now, according to the San Diego Union Tribune, a civil rights attorney who viewed the footage said the shooting appeared to be lawful, which I agree, because the woman had attacked the officers and deputies. But questioned and criticized the actions of law enforcement personnel in the lead up to the shooting. Now, this is the point of context that's very important for all of us to analyze Thoughtfully, according to police and sheriff's officials, while waiting on the back of personnel 
Deputies learned that the previous day, Yan Lee had threatened the complex manager and a maintenance worker with a knife. Neither sheriff's officials nor San Diego police responded to questions Friday about whether the condo complex personnel had reported the alleged knife threat earlier, nor whether law enforcement has sought a warrant or needed one to enter Lee's apartment. Los Angeles civil rights attorney John Carpenter told the Union Tribune, and I quote, this is just a classic example of unnecessary escalation of a conflict resulting in a lawful shooting. The deputy's job was done, he's a process server. You serve the process, then you leave. Now, here's the point, and this is the, this is the ultimate point I'm making. That's why I brought emphasis to notice to evict. The officer who was present is a glorified delivery man. He was simply supposed to verify that the notice to evict was delivered. It is lawful to have a gun. It is lawful to answer your door with a knife. Follow me on this. Yes, she was upset. Yes, she was angry, but her actions were legal. You can open your door right now with a knife and gun in your hand. There is nothing against the law. He was there to serve a notice, notice served, he can move on. He decided not to, okay? Uh, Carpenter also questioned whether the alleged threat against the complex employees the previous day was a lawful basis to enter the condo. Carpenter said the video showed him, a woman in crisis who is losing her home and who is being aggravated by the situation unnecessarily by law enforcement, all right? Uh, she's the fourth person shot, three of them fatally by police deputies this year uh, in that San Diego area. Um, sad story all the way around here, but we have to be thoughtful about our analysis, okay? Um, Morgan, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, really, really sad story. And and process is another word that comes to mind for sure, because what's the process and what's the obligation to deescalate? Yeah. Um, this was an extremely, as you've already pointed out, Dr. Richie, extremely low stakes situation delivering a notice to evict and to have it end in the loss of life and someone else being in the hospital is is just unnecessary. And and clearly there are other resources that we could have at our disposal. So in addition to de-escalating, also looking at if we could bring in mental health first responders. I mean, this is why these types of resources are so important to be able to manage low stakes situations like eviction processes to make sure that it's getting people, you know, in a in a better spot, not just creating violence. Well said, and and I wonder what what were they going to charge her with? She answered the door with a knife and gun. I mean, what's the charge there, right? Okay, we got more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. Welcome back, okay, we got a lot of comments. Let me read as many as I can. Uh, TOT member Colorado Blue Blazer regular, um, when you are screaming, you don't get to say, I would appreciate, <laughs> that's right, you know. Back in my heyday, uh, I would have made that sandwich in the back of the store, right? All kind of extra juices and sauces. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's horrible, all right, all right. Uh, next TYT reporter, uh, he's very lucky he didn't kill one of his fellow officers, you're right, right? A taser couldn't have accomplished doing her, question mark. Um, 
Nana Nikki, let me take this to the back, ma'am. Nana, we're right there. Yeah. All right. Okay. Marjorie Taylor Greene says if you support Judge Katandri Brown Jackson, you support her. You support pedophilia. All right. That's her latest comment from her government Twitter account. Isn't that something? Uh, let's put up the tweet. Okay. That's from her congressional Twitter account. She says, Murkowski, Collins, and Romney are pro pedophile. Let's put up their pictures. Okay. All right. Marjorie Taylor Greene did indeed use her congressional account to tweet the baseless accusation that these individuals are pro pedophile because they said they will vote to confirm Katanji Brown Jackson to the US Supreme Court. Now, I don't know if they're going to push back hard on this or not. They are typically afraid of Marjorie Taylor Greene, many of them. But here's the reality, Marge, can I call you Marge? You travel across the country with a guy who was currently under federal investigation for trafficking minors. His name is Matt Gates out of Florida. He's your bestie. And Marjorie Taylor Greene, if you're so concerned about pedophiles, you don't have to look any further than the GOP. You have Republicans in Tennessee trying to pass a law to eliminate the age for marriage in the state. No minimum, according to the lawmakers who support it. Okay, it is worth remembering other GOP lawmakers falsely accused Katanji Brown Jackson of being lenient in cases involving photos of child sexual abuse. Um, that has been a narrative that some have picked up. Uh, in the congressional uh, tweet, uh, the account could be uh, in his last days. Green's personal profile was nixed, we talked about this, uh, from Twitter in January for what? Repeated violations of the platform's uh, COVID-19 misinformation policies. Critics said they reported her latest outrageous post to the company. So we shall see what happens. Now remember, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, this is all politics and red meat, right? She doesn't really give a damn about children, okay? She doesn't care. But here's the other part of it. You know, Republicans care not about any value at all. I mean, it's as if they have engaged in a race to the bottom, but there's no bottom that exists. All right. Okay. Um, Morgan, you know, if successful, you'll be up here with these clowns. Uh, and, and I know you will call them out when things like this happen. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, so a couple of things. One, Marjorie Taylor Greene has endorsed one of the Republicans running for this seat, J.D. Vance. Okay, yeah. so very much involved in the Senate race that's happening here in Ohio. And it's easy, it's easy to paint people like her as a clown. But let's also point to the fact that Rob Portman, who everyone likes to pretend is some reasonable Republican that's been representing Ohio, he's made it clear that he is not going to vote to confirm right. Katanji Brown Jackson. Yep. So all of them are radical, none of them have any values, they don't stand for anything, but that's not enough. 
we need to have Democrats that actually do stand for something that people can believe in that are not bought and sold out. And that's the risk for us that these folks will continue to win until we start putting forward people like I'm on the campaign that I'm running and other folks across the country that are really about the people in a compelling yeah. way. And that's why we need authentic souls to seek public office. But it has become so corrupt and so ridiculous that you become a rarity. You are a rarity, you are a person who is brilliant and obviously motivational. You have integrity in your leadership. You know, who wants to go to politics with that kind of resume, right? So you are rare and we're thankful for your leadership and we will continue to be supportive. Okay, there's a cop who has been charged with intent to prey on a 15 year old child, put up his picture. All right, you see him? Marion County, Iowa. He is now a former Pleasantville police officer. He pleaded guilty to assault with intent to commit sexual abuse of a 15 year old child. He is Alec Veach, all right? It was last November when the Iowa Division of Criminal Investigation arrested and charged Veach with assault related to sexual abuse and other crimes involving a minor. Court documents revealed one of the two incidents where Veach is accused of sexually abusing a 15 year old at his home and cutting the victim's thigh. Now I want you to remember something, okay? The charge doesn't add up all the way here, it doesn't match. It should be much more severe and I'm gonna explain that. According to the Oskaloosa Herald, investigators said he being the cop, used his position as a police officer to further the abuse. And at one point had placed a child into a sleeper hold. One of the incidents occurred at the Pleasantville police station and was caught on video according to the court. To avoid a conflict of interest because Veach was a sworn police officer in Marion County at the time of the incidents and arrest, the Marion County Attorney's Office recused themselves. The Warren County Attorney's Office prosecuted the case. There's more. A judge has accepted the change in plea, change in plea, but has not yet sentenced Veach. An attorney for Veach has filed paperwork indicating an agreement on sentencing with prosecutors, but the judge is not obligated to accept the terms. Veach has notified the court through filings. He will plead guilty to two charges. Here are the charges, willful injury and assault with intent to commit sexual abuse. The remaining charges are going to be dismissed if the agreement is adopted by the judge. According to the filings, the plea deal that will be placed before the judge to consider will include how many days in jail? 14, 14 days in jail, okay? A five year suspended prison sentence. You know what that means? Five years, he's supposed to go to prison for at least five years, but the judge is going to utilize that judicial thing they have the authority to do and just say, I'll suspend it. Five years of prison suspended, okay? Two years of probation. Uh, he does have to uh, register as a sex offender for 10 years uh, and will have a 10 year special sentence that's similar to parole, all right? We're gonna follow this, the sentencing is gonna happen on May 12th. We're gonna put pressure uh, for the judge not to accept this deal whatsoever. Uh, now remember, there's a 15 year old victim. What are we saying as a society? When we allow individuals to seek positions of leadership and power, 
authority, trusted positions. We then utilize our tax dollars to pay them for that trust. We pay them to be in that position. And then they turn around and abuse that system. They abuse that trust and they prey on our children. And we give them literally a get out of jail free card. Now, what are we saying? We're saying that he is more important than her. That's what we are saying. I don't give a damn how the attorney tries to clean this up. That is the message, okay? This sick individual is having a slap on the wrist for one victim. But where are the other victims? Oh, I'm sure there's more. Notice they did not charge him with violation of oath of office. Remember, I've been telling you about this for a while. When you don't see the charge, violation of oath of office, the fix is in. Because that is the catch all that guarantees that person is going down and will never be able to be a cop again. They didn't charge him with that. The fix was already in. All right, Morgan thoughts on this. Yeah, not much more to add. I mean, disgusting 14 days joke, especially for this kind of offense. And I agree, sends a horrible signal about how much we value life, children, and and safety. And it's it's despicable. Yeah, uh, extremely. I got a question for everybody. What in the red state hell? You can take a gun, shoot somebody in the face. It's not hard. Sometimes it might even be fun if they're a godless commie. Now, what they're trying to do is sneak the COVID vaccine in your salads. I never had, I hate math. Somebody say amen. The election, I believe, was stolen. But we know that. Space Force has it all. Trump has all the, all the information. It's going to be overturned. What do you think Space Force has? Space Force is a military branch of the, you know, just like the Army, the, you know, all the military. And they literally, walk up here. They literally, the night of the election, they literally watch the election be stolen. They know they watermarked the ballots. They know exactly what happened with every ballot. They know what fake ballots. All right. They saw they knew the election switches. They know what countries were involved. They know they followed the money. They know what every politician that's been paid off. They know there's um, there was 260,000, 269,000 sealed indictments. But I think it might even be up to 500,000 sealed indictments. And I believe that we're going to have an emergency broadcast and the military is going to come in with martial law. And we are going to be shown eight hours on, eight hours off of videos for seven days, the world. And they're going to be showing us taped uh, tribunals, taped confessions. And the world is going to be awakened to what's really going on with the deep state. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm writing this down. This script is going to be awesome for the new Star Wars. <laughs> Did you hear the detail in that? I know, listen, obviously she's the reason I advocate for options 
in mental health services, obviously. Here's the reality though, that's a creative conspiracy theory. The detail, I mean, it went from what 200 and some thousand sealed indictments to 500,000. Who has that kind of detail these days? People are lazy in their conspiracy theories. I mean, look at QAnon, no imagination whatsoever, all right? But this woman, significant detail in the theory, all right. Morgan, I mean, hell, some of it may be true. So you're never gonna believe that, you are never gonna believe this, but that woman worked with my press secretary you, at her job. Yeah, so you, yeah, Morgan, I'm dead I'm about, serious. I'm about to go, I'm leaving, <laughs> I'm leaving the show. So people probably say, oh, she must be from some small town somewhere in Ohio. No, Franklin County, Columbus, okay? One of the places that sent the most people to January 6th. This is what we're up against. It's gonna take a movement to turn Ohio around, movement. Morgan. Can you believe that? Morgan, <laughs> give, give me your campaign website right now. MorganHarper.org. I'm about to max out. <laughs> Say it one yeah. more time for me. MorganHarper.org. We need you. Four weeks to go. Really? That's Columbus. If that's Columbus, imagine. Imagine when you get outside of Central Ohio. Wow. All right. Always a pleasure having you on Indisputable. Thank you so much. Thank uh, you. Tell people how they can follow you. Check out your great work. MH4OH on all social platforms, MorganHarper.org. Like I said, four weeks to go. May 3rd's our election, so we need you now. All right, four weeks, let's get it. Thank you so much. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable.